So watch this in Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter, I love these scriptures so much. Luke 16, verse number nine, it says this. And I say to you, make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon. We're going to get there in just a second. People are like, you lost me right away. <laughs> and I say to you, make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon, that when you fail, they may receive you into an everlasting home. He was faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? I'm going to talk to you today about true riches, true blessing. God, Jesus is differentiating between money and true riches. True riches. We're going to, we're going to unpack that. And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? No servant, I love this, we're going to land here. No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot, listen to what Jesus is saying here. No man can do this. It is impossible. You cannot serve God and mammon. Oh, I love that. I want to preach a message today. Write down the title. It's called, Is Life About Getting or Is Life About God? Is your life about getting, consuming, receiving, or is your life about God? Jesus goes, heads up, guys. It is impossible. No one has ever done this. No one will ever do this. You cannot serve our God and serve money or mammon at the exact same time. So you got to determine, you got to make a decision today. Is your life going to be about God or is your life going to be about wealth? Is your life going to be about, about, about how much money's in your account or how well God can talk to you about any area of your life? Are you submitted to money or are you submitted to God? Is it about getting or is it about God? You're going to answer that question today. And I believe that as we unpack what God wants to speak to us today, God is going to lead us into financial freedom. God's going to lead you into a place. I was talking to somebody the other day and they're like, I just, I didn't grow up around like parents that talked about money or how to handle finances and create budgets and how to handle this stuff. I want to tell you, if you didn't have good parents that taught you about money, God himself can teach you about money. You can go to the scriptures and God will teach you the devastations of finance and, and the blessing of handling money well. That's why he said in Malachi 3, Woo, test me. Test me in this area. This is the only, finances are the only area of your life that God says, come on and test me. Test my character. Test my nature. Test my promises. See if I'm a liar. See if I won't open all of heaven to you and you will be blessed beyond your wildest dreams if you tithe. So, so God starts with money in your life with tithing. Tithing is the foundation. It is the first principle that God comes first in my life. He gets the first and the best. And if I can get God's ways on money in my life, I will live under blessing and not burden. I will live for God and not getting. I will live for his kingdom, not my kingdom. 
Oh, come on. You got to clap a little bit louder. I'm getting excited already. I got to tame myself down to be all sophisticated today. We talking about money. We talking about money. I want to just give you four things to write down today to encourage you in your faith journey. Number one, write this down. You need to choose your master. You got to just decide in your life who's going to rule you. Who is going to lead your life? Now, you got to understand, when, when, when Jesus uses the word mammon here, mammon is an Aramaic word for riches. The Syrians had a God called mammon. And so mammon, let me just tell you a few things about what Jesus is talking about. Because he said you can't serve God and mammon. So what's mammon? Mammon is beyond money. Mammon is a spirit. Mammon wants you to get your eyes off God and your eyes onto riches. Mammon lies to you. Mammon has promise. Mammon talks, by the way. If you don't believe mammon, mammon talks, try and give your tithes in just a little bit. You don't think mammon, you, if you ever go to, to go on push pain, you go to give and mammon just starts talking like, are you sure? You really want to do this? Because we, we got a sneaker drop tomorrow and we, you know, we got, we want to go to Cabo this summer. You sure you want to do Mammon talks. Can I get an amen in the church? So mammon is a spirit. By the way, all money has a spirit on it. So mammon tries to get your eyes off God and his goodness and his faithfulness, his provision, his promises, and wants you to get your eyes on mammon. Mammon promises everything that God can only deliver. Only God can give you this stuff. But mammon says, watch, watch the lies of mammon. Mammon says, I'll make you significant. I'll give you identity. I'll give you security. I'll give you confidence. You, you trust in me. I'll, I'll give you happiness. Mammon promises these things and cannot deliver one of them. Only God gives significance. Only God gives identity. Only God gives happiness. Oh, come on. You clapping in your house. I've got faith that right now you're on that couch like this. He says, you cannot serve God and mammon. These two things are not congruent. This is like trying to be a Laker fan and a, I don't even have to say it. I don't even have to go there. I'm not even just going to, it's despicable. It is, it is beneath me. I'm not even going to say it. You have to choose who will be your master. By the way, this is kind of crazy. We, we had in-person church last Sunday. We're meeting right now on, on Sunday nights. We're going to get Sunday mornings back eventually, but right now we're on Sunday nights. And for the first time in ever preaching in L.A., I mentioned the Kings, the L.A. Kings. I never mentioned the L.A. Kings before. Felt kind of good about it. And I did a little jab, you know, like, you know, hockey, who watched, you know, like I'm not a big hockey guy. And there was an L.A. Kings player in the crowd. You got to be careful what you say, people. You got to just, you never know who's listening, all right? Learn my lesson. So go Kings and go hockey. Clap in the ministry center if you're down. L.A. Kings, I'm a fan. We got to go to an L.A. Kings game. You, you got to choose your, Julia said sure. <laughs> you got you to choose your master. Who's going to call the shots of your life? Riches? Is that what you're about? Getting money? This is where identity, significance, confidence, this is where it rests. Is it mammon or is it in God? You got to choose because God's like, just a heads up. You are going to, you're going to love one and despise the other. And, and when you start loving God, you're like, I don't even want it. 
I don't even need riches. All of it's going to burn. By the way, everything in your life is going to burn eventually. All your clothes, all your cars, all the houses, we've taken none of them to heaven. So I don't need any of this. I don't want any of this. If I have to despise one, it's not going to be God. This didn't die on a cross for me. This didn't get me into heaven. This doesn't pay my bills. This doesn't love me when I'm unlovable. Come on, clap. And if you're grateful, to say, I'm ch- I choose my master. My master is, I bow my knee to Jesus. My loyalty is to Savior. I'm giving my life to the God man. I don't live for this earth. This world is not my home. I'm not a citizen of this planet. I'm not living for this life. Take me home now. You got to choose your master. And you got to decide in your life, who will you live for? In fact, write down number two. I love this. God's spirit fights off a greedy spirit. Now, if we're just being honest in church, all of us deal with a greedy spirit. All of us have greed. We have flashes or moments of greed. Greed is one of the first things we try to get out of our children. One of the first things we say to our kids is, no, 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 you're going to share. You're going to share your toys and share the Nintendo Switch, and you're going to share your ice cream with me. We are going to share. Because, we, we, listen, all of us are born selfish, but you're born again generous. So God's spirit fights off a greedy spirit. Now, I just want to, again, I said this already, but hear me today. All of money has a spirit attached to it. The fastest way to get a mammon spirit out of all of your bank accounts is tithing. When I tithe, I've got God's spirit over my money and not a mammon spirit. The quickest and fastest way. By the way, the tithe is holy. The tithe is not yours. The, The tithe is God's. So I can't get what is God's out of my account fast enough because it's not even mine. So I'm glad to say, no, God, this is yours. The first and the best, a tenth of all my income goes to God. So I get, why do I give it to God? Because he said it's his. It's not even mine. So when I give to God and I return to God what belongs to God, it fights off a greedy spirit and says, no, greed will not rule me. No, no, no. Mammon will not rule me. I live for God and not for you. And as I give it, all of his spirit rules and reigns my bank account. I don't know about you, but I do not want to give myself to a greedy spirit. I want to give myself to God's spirit. When you operate in greed, when you are under the greed spell, when you are under this spirit, the spirit of mammon, riches, wealth, when you're under this, watch what Paul says to Timothy about those that are not living for God as God master, but under those that are under the mammon master. Watch what he says, 1 Timothy 6. He says this, those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction for the, now I need you to understand this part because what the Bible's not teaching you is that money is evil. Money is not evil. Money, by the way, as a church, we want to be a good Samaritan. Can I get an amen? You can't help people without money. So money is not evil. Money is nebulous. It is all about whose hands it's in. So he's, it's not saying that money is evil. He says here, for the love of money. The love of money is the root 
of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. I have never seen anybody that lives for money, is obsessed with money. Money rules them. I've never seen them live well. They always lose people, lose relationships. They lose marriage. They lose, they, they lose themselves. They pierce themselves with many griefs and many sorrows because they made money their master, not God. I want to encourage you today, don't love money. Money, we're not taking it to heaven. You can't take any of it to heaven. We don't love money. We don't live for money. We, we live for God. What is the Bible saying here? More money, more problems. Don't make me rap. We don't live for money. We live for God. Oh, look at this next verse. I love Malachi 3.11. And I, watch God, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit in your field, says the Lord. So God says, if you bring the tithe to my house, I will rebuke the devourer. I will protect. In other words, listen, when you tithe, you've got God's spirit on your money. God's spirit of protection. God is protecting your home, protecting your finances. I got a tithe right away because I know the devourer will come in and try and destroy my life, destroy my soul, destroy my relationships, destroy my mind. When I get God's spirit under my finances, the devourer is rebuked. Somebody thank God today that I am living in financial freedom. Money is not a burden. Money is a blessing. I don't live for it. It's it's not my significance. It's not my identity. It's not my happiness. It's not who I am. I don't live for mammon. I live for God. I've made the decision. You're in control. I am not. I bring my tithe to your house because I want your spirit over my home. Am I preaching to anybody today? Come on, ministry center. Come on, chats. Come on, just thank God. I'm getting his spirit. There's a spirit over all money, and I want God's spirit to, when God, God's spirit is over your money, what really happens is you start to look at your accounts, not as yours, but God's. Because really, if you just go, and by the way, I don't, we don't give to get. I don't like the philosophy that some, some people teach this. You know, if you give to God, you're going to get. As if God is in heaven going, man, thank you for teaching that. Because so, that's just breeding more greed into my people. No, no, no. I give back to God because first he said it's holy. Second, he said it's his. And third, I know that I'm already blessed. And I can do more with 90% that's blessed than 100% that's not. I've got 90% that's blessed and his spirit is over my finances. What, who knows what God's about to do? When God is the master of your life, he doesn't control part of your life. He controls all of your life. Another way to say that is God has your heart. God has your wallet. God can start talking to you about anything. Your relationships, your friendships, your bitterness, your unforgiveness, your holiness, your character, your conduct. Money is just one of the many things God will talk to you about. I love this about God. By the way, write down number three. Money doesn't help people. God does. Money does not help people. God helps people. Have you ever been in, in, in or heard somebody say this? Maybe you said this before. You said this, this line where you're like, if, 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 if God doesn't show up or if somebody doesn't write me a check, I don't know what I'm going to do. If, 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 if I don't get some money, someone doesn't write me a check. I don't know what I just, I, 
What you're really saying is, I am only dependent upon God until I get money. And then when I get money, I don't need God anymore. No, no, no. I need God all the time. Money will not solve your problems. If I were to give you $1,000 today, it will not solve your problems. If I give you $10,000 today, it does not solve your problems. If I were to give you $100,000 today, it would not solve your problems because money can never solve your problems. God solves problems. Jesus never looked, we, we can't read the gospels of Jesus walking and seeing blind people or crippled people or, 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 or deaf people. And Jesus never looked at him and goes, you know what you need? You just need more money. No, no, no. He gave himself. It's silver and gold we don't have, but in the name of Jesus, you don't need more money. You need more God. God helps people. God delivers people. Don't live your life going, I need money. I just need more. I just need more. If you need more money right now, you're going to always need more money right now. You don't need more money. You need more God. And when I tithe, when I give to God my first and best, I live at peace with my pillow. On my pillow. With my pillow? Sorry, guys. You know, it's early. I I live at peace in my life. I live with joy in my life. I live with wisdom in my life because I know God is my source. God is my provider. And whether I get this check, another check, it doesn't matter. It's all about God. I'm not living to get more money. I'm living to get more of God. I need more of his voice. I need more of his peace. I need his provision. I need his ways. Money doesn't help people. God helps people. God is in the business of serving you, loving you. He will provide for all your needs. He will take care of you. But he is about relationship. He is a God of relationship. He doesn't want to just give you a bunch of riches and go, okay, you're blessed. Go have fun. You kiddos, just, hey, send us photos. You guys, man, you won the lotto? That's why the lottery doesn't, doesn't, doesn't help anybody. And go, it'll, it only magnifies who you really are. You got to get principles from God's word in your life on how to steward and handle finances. Now, this is such a big deal because Jesus says here, He says, now, if you can't handle mammon, unrighteous mammon, you can't handle money, how will I give you the true riches? Wait, hold on. So you're telling me there's a difference between mammon, money, and true riches. Well, what are true riches? God's looking at the way you handle money to determine whether he can trust you with true riches. What are the true riches? Are we talking about Dogecoin? Is this, is this crypto? What are the true riches? The true riches is people. It's souls, souls to be saved. People to encounter the truth and the love of Jesus Christ. So in other words, money is such a big deal to God. He says, I'm watching the stewardship of how you handle your finances and whether you give the first and the best to me because it, you're proving to me whether I can trust you with my people. I'm, you're proving to me whether I can trust you with true riches. I want you to write down the fourth and the final thought today. Get you an E-R-O-I. An E-R-O-I. I, an eternal return on investment. You, this is what you need in your life. This is what will change the way you see finances, is you need an E-R-O-I, 
in investment, they call it an ROI, return on investment. By the way, for Mother's Day, I went out, I, you know, I took care of Julia. We hooked her up. I got her flowers. Well, she went to the, she got her flowers. She, um, I got her a necklace, a beautiful necklace. And, 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 I, and I bought for Julia for Mother's Day, I bought her uh, one stock in five different companies. And I said, thank you for your investment into our family, into our children. We are, we are buying an investment for you. What's amazing is these five stocks, I, wa- I watch it like a hawk. I just, because my money's there, right? So I, so I look at these, I go to my portfolio and I look at, I look at the return on the, I, I'm just seeing if there's a return on this investment. Now, Jesus said, store up for yourself treasure in heaven, because if you do that, that's where your heart will be. The more you give to God's kingdom, the more you give to God's people, as you invest there, your heart will be there. So where do I, how do I put my heart into God's church? How do I put my heart into God's people? How do I put my heart into God's kingdom? I put my money there. If my money is there, my heart is there. Wherever I put my finance, that's where my heart is. So Jesus says, this is what you do with your money. He said, don't, don't just make investments on earth. Store up for yourself treasure in heaven. He said, Roth can't mess with that thing. Nothing can destroy that. Rust can't mess with that thing. You, You have, you have secured an eternal reward on your investment. Now go back to verse nine and watch what it says here in verse nine. I love this scripture so much. And I say to you, make friends for yourself by unrighteous mammon. That when you fail, they may receive you into an everlasting home. What Jesus is really saying is unrighteous mammon. Now, there's nothing righteous about money. Money's just money. Money comes, money goes. It's just money. But you can take unrighteous mammon, you can sow it into God's kingdom, and you will have an eternal reward on your investment. So when you fail, when you die, you will make friends. In other words, listen, listen. You got, you, please hear me today. Your giving is going to show up in heaven. There are going to be people that walk up to you in heaven and say, I just got to tell you my story. I know you just gave money to Zoe. I know you just tithing and being faithful. But I got to tell you, we, it was in 2021 during COVID. And we were in a hard place. And we saw this post on Instagram that said this church was feeding people outside their ministry center. And me and my family pulled up in our car. We got all these groceries. We were blessed. But that wasn't the best part. They asked us when they handed us bread and milk. Do you need prayer for anything? And they offered us an invitation to come to church. My family just didn't get groceries that day. We got the gospel that day. And we said yes to coming to church. We showed up at church. And I just got to show you my family. All of my family is in heaven now because you gave. All of my family said yes to Jesus because of your offering. Come on, clap today if you're thankful. I want an eternal return on my investment. You got to know when you give, you're not just giving. You're giving to God's purposes. You're giving to God's kingdom. That's why, listen, bless all these nonprofits and all these amazing things. But my question to you is, will your giving end up in heaven? When I give to God's house, it means the house of God is resource to be a force on the earth, to go out and help people and love people, get you a return on your investment. And the way I, I put my heart in God's house and the way I put my heart with God's people and the way I put my heart with God is I give. 
And as I give, look at Luke 16. Worship team, you can come join me. Luke 16, look at this last verse. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is also unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in this unrighteous mammon, money, who will commit to you the trust of true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? What Another man's. The tithe is not yours. The tithe belongs to God. So I choose faithfulness in what belongs to God. I say, God, how could I keep this in, in my account? I, I, I don't want a mammon spirit on my money. I want God's spirit on my money. So I give to you. And he says, listen, when you're faithful in little, now I just want to speak to everybody in our church it's like um pastor it's cool you're talking about this but i don't got a lot of money so you're talking to the wrong person right now i don't have a lot of that unrighteous mammon i would love more unrighteous mammon i just don't got no unrighteous mammon okay if that's your mindset you will always have a little unrighteous mammon because the only way to increase in trust to God is by saying, I will be faithful in little because I know he will make me faithful in much. I know he'll make me faithful in much. God is watching your stewardship. At the end of the day, it's about two things. It is first about stewardship. What do you do with your money? Be a good steward of your money. Steward well in front of heaven, in front of God. Steward well your body, your time, your energy, your resources, Steward well your finance. It's about stewardship, being a good steward. I got a little right now, but I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful. I remember when I, when my first job in ministry, I made $14,000 a year. I remember I just, I was just showing up, serving Jesus, being a youth pastor, you know, just loving the kids, just showing up. I was loving. And then I remember I, I graduated college. They bumped me up to $20,000 a year. I was just, I'm making $20,000 a year. I remember I moved up to Seattle. I got a, another little increase and, and just another increase. I just pay my tithe, faithful, good steward. No, no, I'm not going to buy this, that, and the other. I'm not going to live for identity. I'm not going to live for security. I'm not going to live for happiness. And it's unrighteous mammon. I'm just going to live for God. God's my master. I don't need anything. This world's not my home. I'm going to live for God's people and God's kingdom and God's house. I'm going to keep sowing. I'm going to keep giving. And I tell you, I have never spent a day stressed out about money. I got to be honest. Again, the reason why I have authority to teach on this is because I live this. I have never woken up in the middle of the night. Oh, what are we going to do? We need more money. Never been on to Julia. What are we going to do? We got to just, we got to leverage this. We got to do that. We just, I'm never, I got to be honest. As your pastor, I am never, ever stressed about money. Money doesn't rule me. Money doesn't control me. Money doesn't define me. I chose my master. My master is a guy named Jesus. I live for his kingdom. I live for his, you ought to clap a little bit louder. I live for his people. I, I'm not ruled by unrighteous mammon, 
No, I want to be faithful, faithful, faithful stewardship because number one, it's about stewardship and number two, it's about relationship. God is saying, I don't want anything in your life in, in between us. I don't want any barrier. I don't want any blockage. I don't want anything that would become a burden. No, I want to bless you. I want to help you. I want to show you my plans that I have for you. And we can't do this if you are ruled by mammon. You're not going to be ruled by mammon. You're going to be ruled by God. Come on, in your house, Zoe. Let's clap. Let's thank Jesus. We say yes to one master. It is not money. It is God. We live for God. We're in love with God. We worship God. Come on, right there in your house. Come on. Let's sing praises.